With that being said, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we bless you. We glorify you for this opportunity and this time to stay before you, God, and thank you for your love and your protection. Thank you how you have shown your greatness throughout this, God. And we bless you because we believe that the day is the day that you have made, and we shall rejoice therein. And we bless you, God. Before I get started in, in my uh, sermon for today, I would just want to take a moment and stop by and celebrate the fact that um, that we were here, was it Wednesday? And, and, and Sister um, Diane said that, you know, she received a check. Y'all remember that? She received a few dollars in the mail and, and Brother Jesse didn't receive anything. And she said it wasn't for him, it's for her. You know how that goes, but it's okay. But I just want to let y'all know, you know, you don't have to, if you take heed to anything I said, I tell you at the times, but you just need to slow down and your blessing going to run you down. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just slow down for a minute, catch a breath and watch the blessings of God run you down and take over. I was sitting up here minding my own business, get a text message and say, hey, we just want to let you know we increased your, your credit card. And nobody knows. Okay. Trace, didn't you say something about you received a credit card increase? I told y'all it works in groups. So somebody should have received a check or a bonus last week, but you ain't got to testify about it because we had your opportunity to testify. But see, I'm going to tell about the goodness of God because as long as I keep telling about it, my blessing keeps running. Because the Bible said, how you, uh, how you defeat the adversary? He said, butter, butter the lamb and by the testimony. With that being said, the question that I'm going to ask you for today is, what, are, what would you do or what are you going to do when Jesus come by? Now, when I say Jesus come by, I'm talking about a time that he's coming, bringing blessings. He's coming and bringing some changes. He's bringing some transition. He's going to bring exactly what you've been asking for. What are you going to do when that happens? What will you do to get yourself in place to make sure that you don't miss out during that opportunity? That you don't sit back. I'm sorry for a minute. Can Pastor, can you shut the door? What would you do? When you have the opportunity, maybe just to touch the hem of his garment or put yourself in place that, the, that just him passing by the breeze of change. Or maybe you'll cry out enough where you'll be like the man by the pool of Bethesda that he'll come back and tell you that here, I'm the one that you're seeking. You know, it's too many times where we sit back and we look at and miss out on opportunities when God is bringing something right there in front of us for us to be blessed to. Right there in the place that we can find forth. Right there in the place where we can go forth and see God move and we miss the opportunity because we're so stuck on sitting and, and expecting God to come in one way or another. Maybe it's time for you to be like the lady with the issue of blood and make a declaration before you put things into action. With that being said, go ahead to Luke. Um, well, let's start in Matthew chapter 5 and we're going to look at verse 25 through 34. And then also you'll find me in Luke 8, 43 through 48. And they both say the same story about the lady with the issue of blood. Now I want y'all to understand, you may say, I don't have an issue of blood, but you do have an issue. And I want you to think on that issue today and what you're willing to do to get that issue resolved. Uh, I wish I got one amen to that one because somebody may need that to happen. Somebody may need God to show up and do some mir uh, miraculous things in this hour. And somebody might be tired of watching things just keep going in the same old, 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 old things. Can I get one hands up? Let me know that you hear me talking. But I'm about to get excited because I am picturing myself like the lady with the issue. The lady with the issue of blood. The, the lady that was in a place 
where she didn't know where her next step was going to come because every time she tried, she went and tried man. Now, how many of you all are still trying man to fix your spiritual problem? How many of y'all are still looking for man to provide a means for you to come out of your current situation? I'm going to tell you, you keep on looking for man, you're going to find more failure than anything else. I don't know about y'all, but see, I can't put my trust in man because I've seen man fail over and over and over again. I have seen man continuously put his hands in places that he shouldn't be, put himself in positions that he has no authority to do it. And guess what? We have given him the authority to do that. We have told him it's all right to do that, to work on our betterment. Let's talk about this lady with the issue of blood. And in, in, in Matthew, I mean, Mark 5 and verse 25, it reads, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, I don't know about y'all, I don't think I can deal with anything for one year, but 12 years dealing with the same old problem, it's going to become monotonous. It's become problematic. It's going to become something that maybe most of us would do this, make it a norm. We'll believe that it's not going to change, so we accept that to be our norm now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? If you've been going through something so long, you'll sit back and you'll start saying, it's never going to change, so I need to accept things the way they are. But I remember Paul saying, when I found Christ, all old things passed away and all things become new. And then I heard God said, who he sets free is free indeed. So I have to believe that he's telling me that what, no matter what issue that I'm going through, there will be a point of time where I'm going to be delivered and set free from it. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited in knowing that there's not a sin that great that my God cannot heal me from. Y'all ain't talking to me, but I'm going to keep going on with this. And he said, had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she uh, and spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Let, let me get this straight now. I, for the first time I read this passage, I realized the woman just didn't have the issue of blood, but there was many more issues that man was trying to discover in, in order to fix this one problem. Y'all ain't talking to me. They didn't go in after one thing, but they tried to find all the surrounding issues that dealt with the reason why she was doing it and what they were doing was experimenting on the on the lady y'all ain't talking to me here they began to experiment because they couldn't figure out what was really going on let me tell y'all this have anybody ever thought that what they were trying to do they were not capable of they was it was not their hands to do it it was a god thing y'all y'all don't talk to me now it, it, here's the thing i want you to understand there was a man that was lame and and and, and i believe it was peter that asked jesus said who sinned and he said it was neither the father nor the mother but it was for the glory of god and i want y'all to understand some of the issues that that you're going through god is trying to get your attention so the world can see your blessings after you've been delivered from it. See, sometimes you got to be the, 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 the beacon of, of, of the light that people can gravitate to so they can remember where you came from so when God deliver you from it, they can say, I remember, and they become tools of your testimony. See, y'all got to understand, there are some people that are surrounding you that has to be there to bear witness to the miracles of God. Oh, God, help me preach this thing. But this lady 
lady with an issue, instead of her running to God, she kept running to man because this is what she was taught. Can y'all get me there? This is some traditional teaching. This is some way to say, this is the only way you can be healed if you go through this avenue. But somebody say, but God. I, I want y'all to understand, if I am a child of the most high God, I got to believe that I take it to him first, the master surgeon, the master healing, the master of all being, and I say, God, here is my situation. Here is what I need to be done. I can believe that I can rest assured if it be his will, it will be taken care of. Oh, God, help me preach this thing. But see, this lady was still caught up in what man has told her. See, the Bible shows that she kept going to physician after physician after physician. And every time they went, they tried to figure out what was going on. Oh, God, have mercy. And this is what you all have let, uh, learned. You have kept going to people to tell you about what spiritually is going on with you. Oh, man, help me preach it, boy. Help me preach this. You all keep going to man like man is going to finally come up with the remedy to fix something that is spiritual. Did Paul not say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principality? Y'all got to hear this. See, you keep on expecting man to step in something spiritual and give you the revelation that is needed to fix something that they're not capable to perceive. Their mind is not wise enough. They're not, their feeble mind is not full with enough knowledge to understand the things of God. But people set out, going out, following the lead of what other people have told them instead of stopping the press and getting on them knees, shut up in the door and ask God to help me with my unbelief. Boy, boy, you're preaching. I'm going to tap myself on the back because I want y'all to understand this trickery of the devil has to end. But the lady of the issue of blood, it wasn't until she was completely broken. Her humpty dumpty moment came up where she fell off the wall and she realized that nobody could fix the situation. Somebody say, but God, I heard it already in the atmosphere, but God is the only one can fix you when you're dealing with a spiritual situation. Although it may manifest in the natural, it's a spiritual thing that you need to come to grips with and tell God to fix it. You all said that ain't me. Let me tell y'all something. If you got a husband or wife that ain't saved, you got a spiritual problem in your house. The Bible says light and dark can't be in the same place. Y'all got to get this. If I'm serving God and I'm serving him with righteousness and giving my all to him, there's a shaking going up in my house. There's a movement going in my house. My husband or wife, couldn't, they can't sleep good because they got to know that any given moment, I'm going to jump up and go into my prayer closet. I'm going to cry out to God. I'm going to sit there and turn over my plate. They know that there's a point in time where I'm going to do whatever needs to be done to keep peace in my house. Somebody say, man, put a high five up. Let me know you're talking to me. I want y'all to understand that you have to understand that in an hour such as this, you got to stand in knowing that you serve a God that can do it exceedingly and abundantly all things. You can't sit there and be doubting God in anything. You got to say, God, I trust and God, I live for and God, I should die for. But isn't it amazing that God is not putting anybody in that place to die? Oh, God, help me preach this. But the lady with the issue of blood was fearful of dying. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to think on this. Twelve years. Twelve years and the body is fighting against you. Twelve years. This situation that you have is not resolving. Oh, God, I, I felt that one right there. 
12 years I've been crying out to God to give me spiritual growth and, and wore off the demonic spirits that is telling me to go back in the world or that loneliness spirit, that depression spirit that is keep pressing on me. Y'all ain't talking to me. For 12 years I've been seeking counseling but the counselor has not figured the remedy to help me out of this situation and I hear somebody in the wind say, why don't you try God? But I've got to try another counselor. i got to go to another person. i got to go over here and go over there because I'm not ready to go to God. Ooh, boy, preach, Rick Frere. You got to understand that there's got to be a breaking moment somewhere where you realize that enough is enough. The Bible says in verse uh, 5, Mark 5 and 26 at the C part, it says, but rather grew worse. I want y'all to understand the more you run away from God, the more problems you get on your side. Yeah, I, I love that part there. The more you push against God, the more wrath of the devil that press upon you. Because if God is trying to get your attention, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to let everything keep hitting you until you come to that breaking moment. And you all know when you get to that breaking moment, you realize that I got to try something else. Let me ask you a question. Evidently, this woman had some money, didn't she? Because she kept going to physician for 12 years going. And you all know nowadays, you can't go to the doctor's office without paying $25, just walk in the door. And whatever that surprise you're going to get later on that afternoon. And let you not have no insurance, you might not get see anything but a nurse. But this woman was able to see a physician. And the physician kept telling her it was more to the issue. There was something that is triggering this issue. Could you just imagine you keep going to the physician or going to whoever you come uh, deemed that you are able to rectify your problem and they keep telling you it's only going to get worse? Come on, y'all. Y'all get this. Uh, I, I can't figure what it is. You need to go see somebody else because this is going to get worse. You all that deal with depressions and, and those suicide tendencies and those lonely nights and all that that pushes upon you. I'm here to tell you right now, you got to understand God is able to take care of this. God is able to move some things. God is able to change things. But you got to get to a place where you can make a declaration. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not the press right there. You got to be ready to make a declaration of faith. Oh, y'all didn't know that the woman of God, this, this, this lady, made a declaration unto God before her healing. Oh, see, that's the problem y'all don't get. See, y'all all talk about when she touched the hymn, but you missed the part where she said before touching the hymn. Come on now. It was something that she did before touching the him that made it unique. Can I, can I, can I, can I share with you? The Bible says in, 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 in verse 5 and 27, when she had heard of Jesus came in and pressed behind him and touched his garment. When, when she heard. You get that now. When she heard. When she heard. Can, can y'all catch what that message must have been like? What you heard. I mean, if I was the one telling the story, I probably would have said, let me tell you about this man called Jesus. I mean, I don't know what he can do for you, but what I can tell you is about the stories that they talked about. I remember somebody said that he would be considered a wheel in the middle of the wheel. Somebody said he'll be like a brother to the brothers. Be a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless and a sister to the sister. I heard he's a friend that keeps giving. 